0: You know, there are other options out there for your search engine. It's time to make the switch to Luxel, a search engine without bias, one that improves your access to information and puts you in control. Check out Luxel, that's L-U-X-X-L-E, today, and see how much better your searches can be.
1: Show. I have a great show for you. I have two guests, a husband and wife, Adam and Bethany Graves, and they're going to talk to us about something very important raising godly children in what seems to be a godless world. It's going to be good. So here we go. Well, I'm really excited to have my two guests today on the Adrian Ross Show. I told you that their names are Bethany and Adam Graves, and they're going to drop some important information, I believe, on us about raising godly children really in an ungodly world, particularly in an ungodly time. But before we dive in too much, I want them to introduce themselves to you. And I'm going to start with the husband, (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and that's Adam. Adam, welcome to the Adrian Ross Show and uh, introduce yourself to the audience.
2: So first of all, it's, I'm glad to be here. Uh, it's an honor to be on your show, Adrian. You. Uh, as you mentioned, my name is Adam. Um, uh, I'm a supervisor at a factory in, in Sykeston. i uh, been working there going on, well, it's actually 23 years now. Oh, wow. So uh, spent a lot of time there. Um, been there one year longer than I've been married to my wife, so uh, <laughs> okay. So exciting times. Uh, she's kind of helped me walk through that stage of my life, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, um, just day-to-day thing, and um, you know just excited about what's going
1: on yeah yeah all right we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into what's going on yes yes all right so bethany welcome
0: to the show so glad to be here i'm just so glad you asked we're very honored um i basically was a um little homemaker as our kids grew up and then uh later on became a counselor now i do real estate and uh we've you know built some homes through the years and uh we also work in youth ministry as well and uh so we just say yes to whatever god wants
1: right. <laughs> that's absolutely well, i'm glad try- yeah i'm glad you uh i'm glad you said yes uh, not that i'm god but i'm glad you said yes <laughs> to me about being on the show because Ooh. i as i said i really believe that what we're talking about today is absolutely essential yeah. and mm-hmm. You're two, as the audience, those who are watching and those who are listening can hear and see, um, they're two people, but they are really four people because they do have two uh two children who are not little children, but they're children. And mm-hmm. Bethany and Adam, I thought of you because I gotta tell you, at church, I I look up sometimes on the platform. Okay, And when I say on the platform, Adam is on the guitar and singing. His son is on the guitar. Uh, Bethany is singing. Uh, their daughter is singing. Their whole family is engaged in worshiping God, living for God. And sometimes I look at that and I go, wow, because that's not everybody's story. And I want to make it clear that this is no dig on people who have uh, uh, poured themselves into their children and their children have become wayward, as we say, and they've walked away from, from, from God Um, Mm -hmm. because there are are parents who will say, man, uh, we did everything we knew to do. And, uh, and our children, our our children want a different way. Mm -hmm. And our parents will say, we wish we had done X, Y, and Z. And and we Mm -hmm. didn't. And uh, if we had it to do over again, we'd do it differently but um, everybody has a story. When I look at you guys, I see you two living for God and I see your children also living for God. Now, notice that I said this, raising godly children mm-hmm. in, a, in a really a, what seems to be a godless uh, culture. I didn't just say raising Christian children because yeah. everybody calls themselves a Christian. You know, yes. and, and but I, so I'm talking about godly. So let me ask you guys first, and either one of you can take it would your children fit the definition of godly children?
0: Absolutely. Um, they're not perfect by no means. We, you know, we're all human, but they, um, both want God's will in their lives. They both love the Lord. Uh, they seek the Lord. Um, and you know, now they're at ages now, hmm. if our son is, um, 20, he'll be 21 soon and uh, our daughter's 18, and so now we're walking out things of how to deal with difficult jobs or um, how to live in this life and still remain Christ-like. Mm-hmm. So following the Holy Spirit as your guide, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's something we really tell them a lot. What I'd love for you guys to to share with us,
1: how have you managed to raise godly children in this culture we're living in? Um, I know parents often say, well, it, it's just the Lord, but you know, God labors with us, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So Adam, Adam, you jump in. Like what is something you can share with us about what did you two do?
2: Well, I, I go back to what you said about living a godly life. And and it's just that. It's mm-hmm. it's more than just living it, it's a lifestyle that we had to implement in our own home. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, um, I was, I went to uh, a public school, you know, mm-hmm. like most, most kids back, or even these days, you know, you go to a public school, you're kind of introduced to all the things out there in the world, I guess you could say, because um, you don't have that uh, advantage of being in a Christian school where everything is, is faith-based. Mm Uh, you, you know, listening to secular music, you know, watching TV, watching, you know, movies and stuff, not that we watched bad stuff, but you know, it wasn't to the standards that we live by now Mm -hmm. because we've, we've learned how to guard those things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, cable TV, you don't know what's going to pop across the screen if you, you have a dvd player you can control what goes across the screen Mm -hmm. you know it was just uh things like that that we we felt the lord dealing with us about how to guard ourselves Mm -hmm. um how to protect our children from the things of the world that are so readily available out out everywhere basically these days Mm-hmm. And so I'm not, I'm not saying that everybody that, that watches TV is bad. Everybody that watches movies is bad. It was just something that the Lord dealt with us about.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and actually it, it all started um, before we even got married. There was a prophet that came to me and um, he said, well, actually, I don't even think we were dating yet. And he said, your first child will be very musically inclined and will be able to play anything they lay their hands on. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, that's interesting. And Mm -hmm. so then later a prophet tells me um, like a year before I got married, uh, your first child will be a boy and all of those things lined up. And so um, I believe the purpose of that was God knew, I knew that God was going to use him um and our kids in you know in some special way and so i knew okay i've got we've got to guard him and protect him because what you pour in is what's going to flow out mm-hmm. and so um we that's why we were very um intentional about guarding them from a lot of secular things in our home because People don't realize and you can have, you know, a Christian life, but what doors you open up Mm -hmm. um, causes a lot of issues in your children. There's a lot of things that, you know, they think, well, where did it happen? Well, it could have been something as simple on your TV and it's inconvenient. It's not always easy, um, especially when your kids are going through adolescence and they go through hormonal waves, emotional things and um, you feel like, man, you know, it would just be easier for me to be at peace, you know. And uh, we would stop and say, "Are you okay?" And if, if you know, our spirit felt checked if I was like, "No, they're really not okay." I'm fine, you know. And so mm-hmm. we would take those, you know, moments in their lives and talk it out, pray it out, mm-hmm. you know, apply the word to mm-hmm. it. And I truly believe had we not guarded them from um, the different things of the world, um, it would be a different scenario. Mm-hmm. We, we knew we had to be very intentional about it.
1: Now, when you say you guarded them and, and Adam, you also mentioned uh, television and things like that. Are you saying that in your home with your children that you weren't watching, uh, movies and television and things like that? And you, you, you resor- use, you use, uh, DVDs and that kind of thing. Is that, is that what you're saying? Um,
2: yeah we you know we would watch uh we had dvds but we we were trying to lean more towards faith based stuff mm -hmm. um if it wasn't if you didn't end the movie with feeling good about what you've just watched Mm. we just didn't partake of it yeah um you don't want to go to bed with some heaviness you know some scary movie or an action movie you know on you
0: Well, in growing, when we were raising our kids, they didn't have like some of these new programs that you can stream, you know, it was either cable or nothing.
2: Yeah. And Mm
0: -hmm. um, so, but especially with, you know, when it came to television and things like that, this is what we've always said, because it didn't mean that if it wasn't like um, a Christian movie that they couldn't watch it or couldn't watch anything, it was always if you feel convicted with Jesus sitting on the couch with you watching this movie, Mm -hmm. then you probably shouldn't be watching it. And so that's kind of how we've always been. If it's not okay for the kids, it's not okay for us Mm -hmm. because we guarded the biggest reason why was guarding the peace in our house. Um, And, you know, there can even with something as simple as cartoons that have, there can be a restless spirit on Mm. different, things like that. And so it wasn't that we isolated the entire world. It was always, um, is, would God, would we be okay if, if Jesus was sitting on the couch with us, watching us, with us? That's a, they used to have the bracelets. What would Jesus do? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I gotta say, it cause I, I hear
1: it. I know that there are people who are watching or listening who will say, i don't know sounds like they sheltered their kids sounds like they didn't prepare them for the real world you know what would you say to that because you know there's that mindset right they your children right. are sheltered. they don't know how to yeah be, you know what do you say to something like that
0: well
2: you know i look at it this way you know both of our kids are are they're very social i guess you could say they um they're very good with people. They've been around adults most most of their lives, mm-hmm. and so to um, to say that they're sheltered, I, I think that's um, that's far a far cry with them. In fact, I remember a cousin of ours uh, coming up to me at a family re- uh, get together, and he said, "I just had a conversation with your son." Now, Landon was probably six or seven. Mm-hmm. I said, "Yeah." He goes, "No." I had a conversation with him. Kids don't talk like that. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just, he was taken by that because of his maturity from it all. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that, that God has, has prepared them mm-hmm. for these kind of times too. Because, you know, I found even in my life, I found myself thinking, why aren't these kids acting their age? Well, they were the same age as me. And the reality of it was they probably were. It was just of the mindset that I was in, what Bethany was in growing up. And that's where our kids are, too. You know, I think, I think um, they've done really well. I mean, they were homeschooled. I don't know if that was mentioned yet. But, um, you know, for them to be homeschooled kids, I think they, they, they're on a good path, <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. Bethany, hold that thought. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask if they went to uh, to public school. And this is just a good time for me to just uh, to just remind those who are who are tuned in about We the People, We the People of Missouri, www.wethepeopleofmissouri.org. They're meeting on Tuesday, September 12th, five o'clock in Delmonico's is about alternative choices to public education. Russell Grammer will be there. He launched Prodigy Leadership Academy. Donna Goodson of St. Paul Lutheran School. Mark Ruark, principal of Saxony Lutheran High School. And Missy Adams, assistant principal of Saxony Lutheran High School, will be there. Delmonico's September 12th, 5 o'clock p.m. And I will be back later to tell you about the meeting after that. And so You guys are saying that you homeschooled your children, but they are still social. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did they ever resent it?
0: Um, Okay. Uh So in the beginning, they actually did go to public school. Okay, Uh, They went to public school until um, our son was about in the, or after he was finished with the sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And what happened through that time, because I had no intentions of homeschooling. Um, you know, I did initially and the kids wanted to go to the, you know, the public school that was available to us. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, we'll just have to, you know, just, just see how this goes. And many times we found that, you know, you do have to stay. It's so important regardless if you homeschool or if you, if your children go to public school, you have to stay intentional about communicating with them, um, sometimes you have to help them detox from things. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is just helping, you know, pray them through some issues, finding out what's really going on in the world every day and teaching them principles of, you know, the word on how to overcome certain difficult situations, because we realize not everybody has that option to do homeschooling, but it doesn't mean that it's um, you know, like you're totally defeated and raising godly children. You just you you just have to be very intentional about it. Yeah. Don't um ignore them coming home in those rough moods. And those are moments you have to say, okay, what's really going on? You know, find yeah. out, crawl into their world and find out what's going on with them or encourage yeah. them somehow. Yeah. Um But anyway, when that time came, I had been praying specific things. And that was, that's a big, um, I think that's very huge to do that with your kid, you know, just like praying certain specific things over their lives. And, um, we were, and I remember it was June. They had just finished school in May, public school. And I remember the voice of the Lord telling me through my prayer time, If you want the things that you're asking for in your children, you have no choice but to homeschool now. Wow. And I fought it and fought it. And I said, God, this is not what I want to do because I, you know, my dad was a missionary full time evangelist. And so I had to homeschool. So I knew, um, you know, which we had a really good school that was accredited and all that stuff that helped you keep track of things. And that was good for me. Um, And um, anyway, so I fought it and I knew I had to, I said, all right, God, if this is you, then you're going to have to make a way somehow for me to be able to not, you know, work, at least, you know, work one day a week, possibly to help out and, um, you know, Cause you can't, you can't work full time and homeschool your kids. You just can't, you have, you, you have to make one of those choices. They need that help through those times. And so I went to my boss and I prayed and I just had prepared in my mind. I was fixing to lose my job. And she yeah, okay. said, Bethany, we do not want to lose you. You tell me what you can work and we'll make that happen. Well, and on. so. Yeah, so God just made the way, and so when He calls you to do something like that, He's He's not going to call you to something that He hasn't already gone before you. Oh yeah, you know? he, He's not playing games, right? No, oh. and
1: yes. So let me ask, let me ask you, Adam, when when Bethany came to you and and shared this with you, what was your initial reaction, if you recall?
2: For me, I I was actually on board with it because I saw you know, of course, Bethany was, um, was homeschooled. So was her brother. And I saw what it did for them. Mm -hmm. And, um, so when it came to our kids, I thought, yes, this is a good way. Um, you know, because even at that time, you know what, that was early, early two thousands, mid, um, things had already changed from when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, this is This is kind of a culture shock these days. And so I was like, you know, I'm all for this. I think this would be a good thing.
0: You know, the thing was is, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat this um, homeschooling is very self-sacrificial when it's done the right way. And I do know that there's been uh, lots of bad rep for um, homeschooling because sometimes it just hasn't been done the correct way. And Mm -hmm. so That's why it was very important to us to go through a school that took care of all of that, that made us accountable. Mm. Um, And so that kind of held us to a different standard. Um, And it's it's very self-sacrificial for a parent because there's days where you just want to pull your hair out and just be like, get your school done, you know. (laughs) Yeah in yeah. that, you know, so it is a big sacrifice. And, but you, you know, parents that have done that, you know, I've seen parents that have homeschooled and their kids um, still struggled with relationship with them. Um, so I think it all comes down to, you know, you have to follow the Holy Spirit for mm-hmm. your child's needs. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, something to really remember is sometimes the biggest scars in life can be from parents um, that can be difficult to heal. Um, And so in moments of where like there was times if, you know, we were struggling in algebra or something like that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the things that, you know, it's typical for a kid to say, well, I'm just stupid or I'm just, you know, I just can't get it right or, and getting real upset and frustrated. And one of the things I remember saying many times because I said, no, you're not going to talk about my son that way. Or you're not mm-hmm. going to talk about my daughter that way because they're not, they're very smart. And I don't ever want to hear you say that again. About themselves. It just, Yes. Yeah. About themselves. Yeah. yeah. Because it was like, you know, I wasn't going to let them have, um, you know just speak those things over themselves even though every person at some point in their life has felt mm-hmm. negative thoughts about themselves um, it was a lot of prayer and a lot of just submitting ourselves to the Lord to get us through those times and those mm-hmm. tough times absolutely you
2: know when we made the decision to homeschool our kids it, it didn't go without any kind of criticism you know mm-hmm. Some of the family that didn't homeschool their kids um, maybe didn't understand it. They felt like, okay, maybe you're going to shelter your kids. Mm-hmm. But we just kind of kept the course and, and went with what God was telling us to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it was even difficult for the kids a lot of times, our kids, because, you know, when friends or different ones, even family members would press about, you know, social media and different things like that. Uh, we didn't allow that because especially at their age, too much freedom like that can be very dangerous for them. Um, and what I mean by that is, um, one, it can expose them to things that, you know, that we had never even heard of, (laughs) you know, in our lifetime (laughs) anymore. Like, I mean, things are just so crazy out there and two for their protection and, um, we knew it had to be at a time, you know, like when you're the right age where you can, you know, make that decision. Um, mm-hmm. we knew at that time they would have more spiritual maturity to handle things, mm-hmm. you know, a little better.
1: And were they cool, they
0: I, cool with that? Oh no. They weren't, yeah. you know, that was something we had to be um in constant discussion about the reason why. And um, you know, it wasn't popular. Um We actually got a lot of criticism for it for even Mm -hmm. ourselves because we didn't have it um, ourselves because we felt that, you know, the more that the more you clutter your life with, it's Mm -hmm. it's that much harder to hear the voice of the Lord, you know. Mm -hmm. And so when you start, you know, the closer you get to God, the less things you bring with you. And so we knew certain things that would cause distraction in our life or cause, um, you know, more chaos in the home. We had to say, no, we, we don't feel peace at that, mm-hmm. you know, at this time. And the other thing, especially at their age, uh, you know, at the age they were, um, they're never meant to have that many opinions and voices in your life. And mm-hmm. it can really shape and mold a child into feeling like that they're not enough or, you know, just really affecting their self-esteem.
1: Okay. Listen, Adam and Bethany, I, I got to ask, can I come live with y'all? <laughs> let me tell you, what you're saying is spot on in those distractions and those voices. Oh my goodness. You know, yeah. we don't see that too. So I, I I don't need a lot of room. I don't need a whole lot of food, but you put me in the corner <laughs> and put those restrictions on me. No, seriously, that's a good tidbit. See, I look at them and they're just on fire for God, right? <laughs> you know, was there ever a time when you were worried uh, mm-hmm. about their walk with the Lord? And whatever you can share about that, cuz I know their parents were saying, I get what you're saying, but my yeah. kid is going through, right? And now I'm going yes. through
0: Yes. And you know Absolutely. Um, you know, when they hit the age from the age five on, it's like every few years they kids will hit like hormonal waves and when I'm saying that it's like where everything makes them cry or they'll, you know, hit waves of, you know, just frustrated, angry with themselves. And, um, or just really going through difficult times, um, you know, it, there was, and I'm, I'm trying to be careful, but I want to use some examples, um, you know, to, for, not to embarrass our kids, <laughs> sure. Yeah. but, um, there, and was you many, don't have to share any examples if you don't yeah, want to, of course, there was many times where we would have to have very long, intense talks, Mm-hmm. Um, and when I mean that, like they were going through maybe rejection from some people mm-hmm. or going through um, just having very terrible thoughts about themselves. And um, those were moments of where I was tired. I was ready to go to bed and, mm-hmm. but I knew, you know, the sun couldn't go down without there being peace or you know, the, not letting the sun go down upon your wrath is not just for married couples. I believe it's for your children as well, because for they can, yeah, for your house, because yeah. it disturbs the peace. And um, so there was many nights of where I would just have to listen. And, um, you know, that's really hard. It's really difficult for you not to just jump right in and try to give advice and yeah. say, no, you need to do this and this and this. I had to just listen sometimes just to hear them out and um, times where they felt like they weren't going to, you know, they didn't feel like they were ever going to overcome certain struggle or, and, you know, we would just pray with them and say, God has got, one of the things I have always told them is I said, you have to understand this, like when it comes to your mate or whatever it is. You're not behind and you're not ahead of God. You're right where he wants you to be. Mm -hmm. And you have to just trust him, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and just declaring, um, you know, like Proverbs uh, three and six about acknowledging God in all your ways and he'll direct path. Um, You know, there was a moment to where we had to make sure with both of them and more so one of our kids in particular that they did have Jesus in their heart. And that have you, you know, have you asked Jesus into your heart? I know you go to church every day and all this, but where are you at? Where do you feel like you're at with God? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's really important um, that we just continually to, you know, be intentional, find out where they're at
2: in life and just yeah and and yeah. understand that communication is vital it is. just as as vital as it is for me to communicate with bethany
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's that much vital with our kids you know there's been times where you know maybe our communication time is mm-hmm. me and landon riding down the road in the truck or me and mm-hmm. shaley riding in, in the truck together where it's just me and an individual one of the individuals and, and just kind of hearing their heart and, and them asking life, life questions. And, yeah. and, you know, one thing I've tried to apply is I'm I'm going to make mistakes, but there's other people out there that's made mistakes, too. Mm-hmm. And if I can learn anything from that a mistake they've made, then it could be a little easier on me as time goes by. Yeah. And so that's what I've tried to, to pour into both of our kids is, look. Surround yourself with people, pick up the wisdom that they drop and apply it. Doesn't yeah. mean that we don't still make mistakes, right? but it can make things a little easier along
1: the okay. path. Well, let me ask you guys this a little bit about um, your upbringing. How old were you, Adam, where you would say you gave your life to the Lord?
2: Um. I mean, I can I remember getting saved and baptized at the age of six Mm -hmm. um, and really didn't venture out far, you know, into a wild lifestyle growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I've heard this story said, I I wish I had a better testimony because I don't have any interesting things to (laughs) say. But I look back at it now and I'm thankful for
1: that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Bethany, were, were you raised in a godly home?
0: Uh I was my dad and mom were evangelists, full-time missionaries. I was probably about um nine or ten. And even though I could see the presence of God and seeing things happen, you know, people saved, people healed. Um, I remember I was at a church and I was questioning God, do you see me? Do you even do you even know me? Do you see me? Mm-hmm. And, uh, this minister pulled me up and said that God had me in the palm of his hand. And it was just like at that moment that God took that much time. I feel like that was where I really yielded to God. Um, I did go through some seasons and, you know, kind of rebellion a little bit, um, when I was a teenager. So that was interesting. And, uh, <laughs> it's a journey, isn't it? It, it, it is it's, it's a journey. <laughs> But when you two got married, were you walking with the Lord,
1: both of you? Yes. Yes,
2: yeah. it, it's actually uh, the the ministry that brought her mm-hmm. to where I was at. So I'm I'm originally from South Louisiana, mm-hmm. and um, I heard about this evangelist that was coming to preach at our church, and he had came before, and I'm like, I'm not going to miss this revival. So when uh, the revival starts, I noticed this young lady walking down the main aisle of the church and I'm like who is she and so um being one of the youth leaders I felt it was my 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 place to make her feel welcome at our church
1: I'm sure right
2: and so um so the rest is history you know here we are
1: yeah (laughs) you you mentioned youth ministry again how but you guys
0: are currently working in youth ministry yes Mm -hmm. how long have you been uh, well, it's about seven and a half years where we're at right now at this. Okay. R- yep. Right here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look, let's, let's look, cause I'm talking about your
1: children and we're going to come back there as, as we, as we close, but I I don't want to miss the fact that not only are you raising your children, but uh, other people have entrusted their children to your right. leadership and your ministry, youth ministry is so important, Right. Times have changed so drastically, so quickly. It has been progressive. The decline, unfortunately, that we see in culture has been progressive, but then it was like, boom, you know? And so do you, what kinds of things without telling people individual business, but what kinds of things do you see in youth ministry that perhaps we didn't see a few years ago that you have to deal with? And how do you deal with those kinds of
0: things? Um, there is such a high level of kids that are dealing with, um, you know, like anxiety, um, a lot of, um, emotional, um, struggles. There's so much abandonment, rejection that they're experiencing now, um, you know, one of the things that the generation that I notice now is like in this day and time, it's going to have to be something so real and supernatural Mm -hmm. for them to respond, um, you know, and inevitably what their desire is, is love and acceptance. Um, you know, so we try to, you know, implement the, the biggest thing that we, uh, really teach on is that, You know, if you don't have the word of God as your foundation, Mm -hmm. um, you're going to be pulled in every which, you know, which way or every direction known to man, because that's what's going to keep you grounded. Mm -hmm. But in the process of that, we just show them the love of God and let them know that, you know, he does love them because there's enough people in the world that are pointing fingers and, you know, most, most people know when they're doing wrong. Um, and you're going to feel more conviction about your, you know, what you're doing. And so the last thing they need is another judgment finger in their face. And Mm -hmm. so we just allow the Holy spirit to do that, you know, Mm -hmm. not try to change them from the outside in, but let God do that in, um, in, you know, giving guidance, but it's definitely been, um, you know, we've talked about it a lot, this generation, it's, um, very, it's gonna have to be very real, no filters, no fakery or facade. It has to be the true yeah. gospel of Christ and and demonstrations of Him being felt and um, seen because they're tired of the fake, they're tired yeah. of the phony. They can spot that.
1: Yeah, Adam, what what about you? Um, maybe you deal with some different things because you're the you're the guy. I don't know. Do you see the same thing, the anxiety, depression, or what's something else that? You're having to deal with that young people didn't maybe didn't have to deal with it at one point, <laughs> at least. Like well, I this think, time.
2: I think, um, you know, a lot of the same things, you, you know, just because, you know, maybe you're a guy, it doesn't mean that you don't deal with uh, um, knowing who you are. Mm. Um, because, you know, we live in a day and age, and as sad as it is, there's not a lot of fathers out there that tell their son, you are this. You are a good man. You are a good, mm-hmm. a good son. And, and so they're trying to find it out through through their peers and, and the people that they're connected with in their schools. And so what's being spoken to their lives it eventually soaks in and that's what they yeah. believe. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're busy believing what the world says about them and rather than listening to what our father says about us. Is that, you know, we are loved, we are are accepted, and we, we're we going to be somebody in life. Yeah. And so, you know, it's not just the, the, the teen girls or the young ladies that's dealing with yeah. that. Young men are doing the same thing. There's yeah.
0: a strong spirit of fear that has attached yes, itself absolutely. to the generation as well you know, um, just uh, and, and a lot a of
2: it comes back to just not knowing who they are
1: yeah.
2: uh, they're looking through through the world's eyes at themselves rather than looking at themselves through god's eyes yeah.
1: and you know i i, I totally you, identity is a it's it's huge and it doesn't mm-hmm. stop with the young young people right adults mm-hmm. are dealing with that also i also wonder though you know when when we were growing up i'm older than you guys are but growing up i would say the same for you as it was was for me we were kind of taught you know, I mean, we went through things, but but we weren't coddled, Um, and and I think mm-hmm. just you know you go you go with it, you have to deal with it. And I think this generation, at least even more so in the last few years, they've been told to be depressed.
2: Yeah, yes.
1: But they've I've, been. It's like, oh no, you're not depressed. You have a bad day. You had a bad mm-hmm. day. We don't have it, yes, right? absolutely. You know, but I I think that we've kind of done them a disservice not to say that some yeah. some are dealing with some serious stuff and i don't want to yeah. minimize that at <laughs> all you know um but i think it, to a certain extent we have done children some harm as well how do mm-hmm. you guys demonstrate i i know you both enough i need you to know that that you can be tough too mm-hmm. and as well you know love is tough at times how do yeah. you even with your your own children, because like I said, you're here because you've been walking this journey with your children successfully, praise God, right? Mm -hmm. And so how do you deal with that balance between loving on them and encouraging them, but not coddling and crippling them?
2: You know, I I think, and I hope I'm not wrong by saying this, I think we're at a day and age where the sensitivity level is heightened more than we've ever seen it before. Mm -hmm. And like you said, As we were growing up, I I feel like we had tougher skin than what what most have these days. I think so. But some of the, you know, with our kids, I can honestly say on my part where I have reacted maybe in a way that I probably should have done that differently. Mm. I've I've learned that it's okay for me to go to them. It's okay to go to them and say, look. I was wrong how I handled that. Yeah. But, but this is my reasoning on why I came to you with this. But if I, if we ever came to this again, I promise you, I'm going to do this differently because that shows the reality of who I am too, because I can't always show my kids that I'm always right, that I don't make mistakes. And so I think that, that that's important in these days is that, In those times, yeah, we may kind of get a little hard, Mm -hmm. but it's okay to say, I'm sorry for that, but this is for the good.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Um, I do want to say, as far as like working with young people and different things like that, we do have to draw a line in the sand when it comes to things that say, hey, the devil cannot continue to have authority over your Mm -hmm. life. And this is why the word of God states this. And so there's times where, I mean we can't just coddle and medicate spirits. Mm-hmm. You can't. It it, does, it doesn't it doesn't work. Right. And so what ends up happening is you you're pacifying a behavior that really should be addressed. Come on. And so that's you know, one of the things that God has you know, God gives us discernment and so th- a lot of things other than us teaching them to love on, you know, just loving on them and, and, you know, knowing that Jesus loves them. We also teach them their authority and power in Christ and the gifts of the spirit that God wants them to have and to operate mm-hmm. in the authority, knowing that you can take charge and have authority over Satan and say, get out of my house, get out yes. of my life. And one thing I do want to say, even about parenting, no matter what kind of chaos is going on, Um, whether your children are grown, whether they're young, you never stop parenting. And there's so many people that even go to step into roles, even if they don't have children of where they can actually become a spiritual parent to someone of giving them wisdom and guidance, but even as adults, you still need that. You still need that. And knowing that, Hey, you know what, you're going to be all right. Just those words alone can settle so much in people and yes. not dismissing them because you feel like you failed. No, mm-hmm. this is, we have to have one another. You know, our pastor always says we're better together and we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just, uh, the body of Christ even stepping up to those roles, even if their parents aren't, mm-hmm. um, it makes a huge difference in their lives.
1: Wow. I, I got to tell you this. Uh, and I'm going to put you on the spot in a, in a moment. But I, I got to tell you, as I'm listening to you talk, there's so much that you, there's so much that you both just shared. A book could be written about it because there is I mean, there's it, it's not been a very long conversation but it's been a very full conversation. And you've given so many tips uh, to how to raise godly children, how to love on godly, uh, how to love on children that may Mm -hmm. not be your own, but Mm -hmm. so that you steer them in that godly direction, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're not coming off like, oh, we did it all right, we did it all, no. No, we've learned along the way, we've made mistakes, we want to show ourselves to be even humble, let our children see us fail, get back up, apologize, In other words, you've demonstrated that there are steps that can be taken to be intentional. You've used that word many times today, um, uh, Bethany, that we can be intentional with raising our children. It's not just, well, whatever happens, happens. Well, God's in control. No, God has entrusted you with his greatest treasure, his children, and you want to steward that well. And Mm -hmm. what I hear and see tells me that you have stewarded it honorably. And so I'm going to ask you, this is what I mean when I say put you on the spot. As we get ready to end here, I want you to do your best. If you had to name five things, five steps that you feel are essential, even things that we've discussed, if you want, I want to scale it to five things, if you can, that you would say, this is what should be put in place, or at least this is what we believe works in terms of raising godly children in a world that is um, uh, anything but godly at this point, yeah, yeah. So you can, you can, uh, Adam, you can start. You can kind of piggyback off of each other. But can we get like five things? Yes,
2: yeah, sure. I think uh, the first one that comes off the top of my head is live the example, be the example. It's good. Uh, it's not. It's not a, a a life of do as I say, not as I do. It's a do what I do. Mm. Because it's easy for me to tell my kids to do something if I'm not doing it myself.
1: Excellent. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But you, yeah, uh, so be
0: the number two, number two, pray. Pray as a family. That's so important and pray together. Um, you have to have that established in your home in order for you to live a godly home and be guided by the Holy Spirit of what you need to do for your children.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, three, communicate. Mm-hmm. I think it's vital. Um, you have to be in their world mm-hmm. because, um, and, and they may not want you in there all the time, but <laughs> you have to climb into it. Uh, yes. but communication is just vital. Um,
0: yes.
2: very important.
0: Yeah. Number, uh, where are we at? <laughs>
2: We're at number four well, now.
0: Number four. Um, I would definitely say time taking time with your kids. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to brush them off at times when you don't want to deal with something that's on your nerves or whatever, but just, you know, uh, there was a book years ago that was, um, that love was spelt T I M E. And, um, it's true. Kids need your time. They need your present. They don't need to be raised by Facebook or social media. You know, um, they really need you in their lives. That's
1: good. That's good.
2: And, and I'm going to quote Toby Mac love, love is a (laughs) verb you gotta show, <laughs> yes. it. You gotta show it. it yeah it's easy to it's easy to say you love them but show them that you love them yeah
1: that's good that's really really good i i have to share this i've never shared this with either of you so you would have no idea how many times i have thought about this but uh one time we were doing a class in church i was doing uh a training a john maxwell training don't you know maybe it was a uh, disc i don't remember exactly what it was but um, or maybe it was the leadership game. I don't know, but this is the part I remember <laughs> that Adam, you and Adam obviously were sitting next to each other and someone joked with Adam, I think, about, um, I don't know if he had his arm around you, which I, I noticed he does in church because I'm observing, <laughs> I noticed that. But somebody said something that was kind of like a joke, but Adam, you you made a comment. I don't remember exact, act, exact words, but you said something like, well, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I love my wife. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I love, my and it was like such a statement and you were not saying that they don't love their wives, but you were just saying, <laughs> look, look, yeah, I love my wife. I don't know <laughs> whatever right. you guys want to do is your business. But mm. my wife said, no, I love her. And that mm. stood out to me. Mm. And so some people say, well, what does it have to do with this conversation about raising godly children? I believe it has everything to do with it. Not to say that there aren't some parents who are in a situation where they have to do it alone, but obviously that was that's not God's ultimate plan. And when mm-hmm. Adam says you have to live the example, one of the things that I think is so important for young people. They're, they're, they're seeing healthy relationships. They're seeing mm-hmm. a husband who loves his wife, a wife who loves and honors her husband. And it, and it impacts not only, um, the, the, the mate that God may have for them later, but how they view themselves, the value mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. expect and the value they give. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so your marriage, as I see it, I'm not in your house, but, like, you know, I'm like those kids, you can't pull too much. I mean, you can see it, you can feel it, you know, mm-hmm. not perfect, but you love each other. You're modeling it. And so your children are learning to do that as well and can carry that into their future. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge key. Don't you?
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We're is- not, we're not raising just a son and a daughter. We're raising a future husband and a a future father and a future mother and a future wife. And so we're, we're just doing our best to live the right example for them.
0: Well, and I think loving one another, like what you said, if, if marriage is not an example of, you know, like a positive role, then it doesn't speak measures to this generation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's too many marriages that are tolerating. Um, That's, another thing that we have a big passion Mm -hmm. about is marriages and marriages being restored. Um, because you know, that is God's ultimate plan and God can restore some really horrific things and terrible things and make them beautiful. And, um, I believe that that's basically a reflection of what Christ is to the church and, um, you know, so it's, it's good that it's very important that your kids know that you love one another.
1: Absolutely. Well, putting you on the spot again, uh, Adam, I want you to pray as we close. And I want you to pray about what we're talking about, about raising godly children and praying for parents who are, who are doing it and doing it well, but we could always use the prayer. And I say we, I don't mean we, but they can always use the prayer and parents that are struggling and are hurting because they're not seeing maybe what you see in your, in your home with your uh, children.
2: So father, we just thank you for, for just being in our midst at all times, God, for guiding us and directing us. And Lord, I just pray for those out there that, that feel like they're at the end of their Mm lifeline with their children. God, that you just give them inspiration, that you give them uh, a newness of life and, and help them to see that you order their steps. You order their pathway, Father, that they, that they have a hunger and a desire to follow in your way. Mm -hmm. And God, that, that you equip us your word equips us that you give us the right scr- scriptures and the right words to apply into our lives and into our kids lives god that that you're the one that that has the the final say so and i know that you have everything in in your hands and under control in jesus name
1: yes. amen yes. amen you know, I know that we live in a time where you often hear people say there's no hope for this generation mm-hmm. and we're watching we're watching the sexualization of children. We're watching um people encouraging children not to accept their identity, mm-hmm. chopping off body parts, adding mm-hmm. on body parts, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff and there's such an onslaught from the enemy because our children when they have a hold of God, it's there's no stopping them and the enemy knows that. That's and right. uh, and we as godly people need to know that too. And to yes. do what you're doing, love on them and propel them forward to all yes. they call them. Amen? Amen? Amen. Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your wisdom. I know oh, it's going to bless someone. You. I really do. Our pleasure. And uh, think about that book, okay? Okay. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. Thank you. God bless you.
0: Bless, bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: I am so happy thankful that Bethany and Adam made time to come on the Adrian Ross show. Don't take lightly what they shared. I know that there are people who have raised children. There are people who are raising children and you appreciate what they shared with us from their personal experience. So very, very good. People are raising godly children in a time, in a culture, in a world that seems Godless. We know that it's not Godless. God is still in control, and He's not through yet. But it's great to have practical steps to raising godly children. So I really, really appreciate Bethany and Adam sharing with us what they did. Okay, well, let me remind you about We the People of Cape Girardo, five o'clock, Delmonico's in Jackson on Tuesdays, every Tuesday. 5 o'clock, Delmonico's Jackson, Missouri, on September 12th. Conversation will be alternative choices to public education. And then looking forward to September 19th, Ruth Ann Dickerson, Cape Girardeau County Sheriff, will be there. All right. www.wethepeopleofmissouri.org. Email WTP, M-O at gmail.org. Before we go, I, of course, have to encourage you to go to the bmgnetwork.com, check out the other podcasters there. We are engaging, enlightening, informative, and even entertaining. That is the bmgnetwork.com. Please go to a podcast platform please leave a rating and a review. Please go to the Adrian Ross show on YouTube, subscribe there as well as subscribing on the podcast platforms. And also if you would support me on my Substack, that would be wonderful. AdrianRoss.Substack.com. There's work to be done. I need your help to get it done. All right, AdrianRoss.Substack.com. Please subscribe. Please share much, 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 Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Adrian Ross Show. And I'll catch you next time, God willing. God bless you. Abundance.